Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John buys some strange accessories for his dog and eats bugs to impress his dad. Meanwhile, I ponder cryogenic freezing and vigorously defend the Ernest movies. Today's episode is not sponsored by hammocks. Are you relaxed or trapped? But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Coming at you from beautiful, exotic Nashville, Tennessee. It's Talk About That. I'm uh, John with my buddy John. Hey, guys. Do you think Nashville is exotic? You know, it's one of the most popular destinations, but... Yeah. I mean, it's not... You grew up here. Are you one of those people that's like, it's changed? <laughs> it has, people but I get, like I People like get it. bitter. But I'm not living downtown. That's true. But I like going downtown. I think it's interesting the people that move downtown to live in one of these loft things in the gulch, yeah. and then they complain about the music being so loud from the outdoor concerts. You're like, you live in Nashville. It's Music City, USA. That's why you moved here. Right. You know, in theory. Yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting. Like, you and I went out the other night for my birthday. Oh, just me party. and you. It's just... <laughs> 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 it with our wives. And we parked. And honestly, and I'm, I'm pretty familiar with most parts of Nashville. But uh-huh. it was on the south side of the interstate. I had no idea where we were. And there was so much stuff down there I'd never seen before walking. And yeah. at night I couldn't tell. But it's it like the like, industrial district, the yeah. old, and now it's like all these restaurants. All and, restaurants and, and event venues. And yeah. like I was, it was crazy. It was vast. Like it was a lot of stuff. So, it was vast. Yeah. It was a good dinner, by the way. It's an expensive dinner. Well, hey, bro, you only turned 44 once. Yeah. Um, Everybody does. Yeah. Well, you hope. Yeah. You hope you make it. It was fun. It was fun, and that's a cool place. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it to recommend it. It had something to do with uh, uh, Hemingway. It's like the 
Ernest Hemingway Ernest's, experience? No, or? it wasn't Hemingway wasn't in the name, but Ernest was. Ernest's pub or Ernest's I don't know. Goes to camp. <laughs> Did you used to watch the Ernest movies? Loved the Ernest movies. Are you kidding me? I mean, my they were kid, formative in my childhood. My kid has no idea, but since she's a since she was a baby, do you think they would translate now? I do. The big rubber face that he had—he was so silly and yeah, it was just silly stuff. Yeah, but like I, I always, I still say to her, "Hey, uh, you know what I mean, Vern?" Oh, and she doesn't. She has, She just no. She likes. She doesn't know what it she is. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know what it's from. It's right. just a common thing. Like she just answers me, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but since she was a little baby, I've said, "You know what I mean, Vern?" Know what I mean. Yeah, you know, he was a classically trained actor, or, uh, Jim Varney. And, uh, you know, he, very underrated as a performer, I think. And most comedians, like, get it, that he was very underrated as a performer. Is he still alive? No, he died of lung cancer. Okay. Right he, after, it was like right after the Beverly Hillbillies movie that he did, where he played Jed. Was he was one the of the characters time. in Toy Story? He was, wasn't he? Wasn't yes. he the slinky dog? Mm-hmm, he yeah. was. So great voice, just so memorable. Yeah. And he had, uh, he started out in commercials. And what, I think what, he would was call. It a milk commercial? Is that what it was? Every, every possible yeah. product. I remember uh, there used to be a fast food, like Quickie Mart kind of chain called Convenient Stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was a, he was the convenient pitch man. So a ton of those commercials were that of him telling Vern about, you got to come down to Convenient. And then the, the window would slam on his hand. You never He's, saw Vern. No. Right. Okay. He's speaking to he was breaking the fourth wall. Vern was I the fourth wall. Was Vern Lundquist. <sighs> oh, I thought I was thinking about him the other day. Of course. Yeah. Rent free, had, rent free in your head, Vern Lundquist. Tennessee had an eleven win season and just destroyed Clemson, which by the way, you you, you know, you're always so hard on me thinking I'm just that hard. I'm like that I'm like some unreasonable conspiracy minded yeah. fan. Right. I was the one who said I thought we would lose that game. No, I thought we would lose. I just thought we were sitting too many players. Yeah. We had too many players that opted out of the bowl. Well, they they looked great. Defense looked great. Yeah. Like, and that's not been all. And we look good going into next year. Undefeated. We just had, by the way, three four star transfers one from Oregon, three four star, three fourth star. Three. No. We had three. I'm a three fourth star. (laughs) You know? (laughs) What do you run? Uh, 40. I go, how much? How much time you got? That's uh, forty. That's forty yards. Inches, I guess. Ooh. Quick, super. Um, we have three transfers. Yeah, we were all four stars. So now you're all excited about the transfer portal. Uh, when Miami, people aren't le- people aren't flooding from our school into the transfer you portal, know, we haven't. We has not done us a lot of damage up to now. Well, we lost a bunch of players. We just were able Correct. to rally without them. The one that surprised me last year. Sorry, guys. We'll be off the ball stuff in a second. Uh, the one that surprised me was the starting running back who got injured. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Smith. <laughs> Smithson. Ipsum. Ipsum. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. But Flotsam. He, he did really well. Yeah. And then transferred. And then did not do as well, I think, as next school. But we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty we're pretty. God deep. couldn't bless it. Is he, that what you're saying? He can't. You, I, you, know, you left a, the motherland. As a loyalist, yeah. transferring would be hard for me. You know oh yeah, yeah. Like, the team, even though I never see the field. The well, you've team, had offers from other churches. Yeah, maybe in your job. I don't like to brag, right? But well, these aren't. It's been a while. These are cults. <laughs> well, I say churches, but it's like a guy with a pamphlet. 
Hey, you want to be a part of it? You're like, what is it? They go, put on this robe. Let's see how you look in it. And you're like, oh, this, tar- this already feels weird. Uh, stretch your hands towards the saucers yeah. and the ceiling. Like, put on this medallion. I don't, I don't love know. this. Do they go, well, don't... this is what it pays. You go, you guys oh. have dental? <laughs> <laughs> No, but you've had you've had op- you've had opportunity to enter the ministry transfer portal. I want to say this, Johnny. Yeah, no one has approached me in a long time. It's been a while now. It's but been you're a not put, years. you're not putting out the vibe. I wasn't. Was I putting out the vibe then? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. You you no one no one's offered anything since COVID. Huh. Interesting. I, well, a lot of churches have struggled. Yeah. You know, to get back to their homeostasis, their equilibrium of what they were before pre-COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, they wouldn't be just hiring a bunch of people, maybe. Yeah. They don't want to take a big swing on a guy like you. They're like, there's no way we could afford John. <laughs> Is that what you think? Well, I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just you age out. Now it's like I'm too old to transfer. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, yeah, ah, this guy's. He's past his. Which I'd have to explain the whole second third of life thing. Like, look, I'm not. It's okay, if You have guys. to go into the interview explaining that you're on your second, second third, third of life. Right. Yeah. It already feels like you're reaching. Yeah. it's You're trying to. Tell like, them how relevant you are. And if you have to tell people how relevant you are, uh-huh. you're probably not relevant. It's like Terrell Owens is trying to get a job now. You know, he retired six years ago or something, seven years ago. Getting a job? Getting a job. He's trying to get a job as a receiver. He was trying to get the Cowboys. Oh, I to, saw that, yeah, to go back to actually play again. And then I think they, the, you know, the stories that came out were disputed by both sides of like what really went down. But basically the Cowboys said he asked for too much money. I was like, I would take whatever money. Just to be back on TV and playing football again, if you're Terrell Owens. But I think he went in with like a big head, like they need me, they mm. need another receiver. And it's like, dude, you're going to be on the practice squad probably. Yeah. These guys run. I mean, he's in his forties. Wouldn't it be crazy? If he doesn't run a forty. He is forty. <laughs> but what if he was good? Like who yeah, knows? Right. He does stay in really good shape. Yeah. It is a new age for like nutrition and things, and who knows what these players. Are. I don't want to be that guy that wow. says the players are taking things, but. Like, the fact that you have so many players playing in their 40s now, like Tom Brady. Like, if you found out Tom Brady was on something, would you really be surprised that he had something that was undetectable or whatever? You wouldn't be like, Tom Brady. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah. He's he's 45. People who are half his age are trying to kill him every Sunday. Right. How is he doing this? And if you go, well, he's taking a, a supplement, you'd go, oh. Right. You wouldn't be like, no way. No, I'm not sure anything would surprise me. Yeah. Unfortunately, would it surprise you if I told you I was on supplements? Well, with the performance that yeah. I see out of you, yeah, I would be a little surprised. I would expect I, more. Do you remember ginkgo biloba? I do. <laughs> that was a big thing for memory. Do people still take ginkgo biloba? I don't know. All I remember is that I don't. I can't remember the it's just situation. Fun. It's just fun it's to a funny say. Word. It's a fun thing to say. And yeah, I, I would. I like, would forget. <laughs> no, no. You, I'd forget everything, and you go. Here's your phone. You need to take some more ginkgo, and then I go. And you look over and you go, Biloba. <laughs> like like you needed to say the second thing. Like there's Biloba. another kind of, there's another ginkgo supplement that I might be confusing it with. Is ginkgo still out there? Uh, Not a sponsor. If they are. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, there's these kind of things that come and go. We talked about pop psychology. And there's also like these waves of things that happen in regular medicine where there's the, I remember people were taking St. John's wart for depression. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the this is like nature's Prozac, and then it just kind of went away. Either people realized I need Prozac, <laughs> right. or like I need actual Prozac. 
uh, or it just whatever, for whatever reason, they decided it was, fell out of favor. But I think ginkgo biloba was one of those things. And now I think it's melatonin is the new thing. Yeah. But I, I believe in melatonin, though. Like well, I, mean, I believe it exists. I'm, I'm an a, idiot. <laughs> I'm, melatonin is like it. It, I think, has helped me hmm. uh, to sleep. But I don't, uh, I don't love it. I just think that it helps me not get up five times a night. Do you wake up uh, groggy? No. Interesting. So like it's better than taking diphenhydramine or Benadryl or whatever people take to sleep. Like I don't feel I don't feel medicine head the next day, but it makes my dreams very vivid. Interesting. So I have nightmares that are like ten times worse. Hmm. But I'm trapped because I'm sleeping through the night. The melatonin makes you stay there. So you can't get out of it. You're in it. Wow. So now it's just like I have to, I tell myself, this is probably a dream. And even if it's not, the guy's got the jump on me. Wow. I just tell myself that the chainsaw killer is probably not real. <laughs> you know, Johnny, uh, guys, Johnny is stuck in the dream world. And uh, you're stuck in this episode with us. We'll be right back after a short message from our sponsors. It's horrifying to think that you can't get out and you just have to like suddenly know. No, I think it's maybe more chill. I just think, I think... Now, if a bad thing's happening in real life now, I just go, maybe this, maybe this is melatonin. <laughs> you know, I talk about melatonin on stage, and so many people have similar experiences uh, as me at sleep paralysis and stuff mm-hmm. from it. And this guy came to my show a couple of, I guess it was the last show I did in December, and he goes, here, I'll tell you what you need to do. He goes, uh, edibles. I go like, ed-, he goes, gummies. And he's talking about not CBD. He's talking about the real thing. THC gummies, like weed gummies. He goes, take, this was at a church. Yeah. This was at a mega well, church. Sure. Yeah. And he goes, uh, just do half. Start with half. I was like, what is he? <laughs> He's like already he, telling he me the dosage. Like, He's already telling go. me the dosage. Uh, then he holds up the gummy. It's as big as a shoe. No, uh, <laughs> just take half. No, but he was telling me that he sleeps like a baby now. I go, it doesn't make you high. He goes, no, it's just, it yeah, helps me sleep. sleep or whatever. And I go, all right, whatever. I, I do hear know. people say that. Gummies. Yeah. So, and then CBD is like a thing now, but I don't know about CBD because it feels like if it's legal, I don't know. I don't, it's weird to get into this discussion because people have weird opinions about uh, drugs and illegal drugs. But I like the CBD thing being okay with the government makes me think it can't be any good. It can't be effective. Yeah. Because it's like, well, why are they? In general, I don't feel like something's working until I break the law. Yeah. Like, that's for me. Give me like, the I'm real. Like, I'm not driving unless I'm breaking the law. You yes. Uh, On opioids and well, gummies. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, listen, I don't know. I feel like people's opinions are shifting. Even in Christian culture, they're shifting a little bit on what we our tolerance of those things because we're learning more and more about the science behind them. Cause we, we always thought like we were always raised to believe like if you, if somebody was doing an edible or whatever, like they're going to be so addicted and they're not going to be, they're going to be crazy. They're going to jump out a window. Yeah. And now we just know more. Meanwhile, we always had that one lady in our church. She picked up her purse. It shook like a maraca cause she's on Vicodin and yeah. a mil- She'd call them nerve pills. Right. With huge air quotes. Johnny's making air quotes right now. I'm making air quotes. And I always thought that was interesting. Same thing with sports. We do the sports all the time. Yeah. Peyton Manning may have taken HGH to heal from his neck injury. And we like, that. does that stain his career? But if like Ben Roethlisberger like 
completely like tears his arm out of the socket on a play. He goes to the sidelines for 10 seconds. They put a horse tranquilizer in his arm. He comes back. That guy's a champion. Right. They deaden the nerves for that guy. I actually heard one of the players in a college game the other night say, they're like, look like you got hurt out there. It's like, yeah, they gave me a shot on the sideline. Oh, they said, one guy said pills. Or, the guy gave me some pills, and I go, I was like, man, you don't you normally shouldn't. say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell the trainers off the side, like, it's nail the ill pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Laura always says that if someone gets injured and they just hobble off the field uh-huh. and back in in three plays, she's like, yep, they gave him morphine. You know, or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, crazy because you're just deadening the. Yeah. Like, go out there and Or like an epidural or something. Is, yeah. It's crazy, but. Yeah, now the tent goes up. What's going on in those tents? The flip-up tents that go sitting there for a, a minute? That's a HIPAA thing, I almost guarantee you. Wouldn't that be interesting, you, you though? Gotta, you got to preserve people's privacy for medical. We need those, like, for everyday life. Yeah. That you can just, like, take a breather. Yeah. You could be in, like, a marriage fight. You could be like, uh, I don't, you know you're beaten. I'm heading to the you're isolation be- Yeah, tent. you've been beaten. It's not great. It's not going good for you. But you just wander over, and then this just thing limp. just, you know, they kind of just probably, they prop yeah. up. Yeah. I'm just gonna and then go. she goes... What's going on there? You go, uh, that's between me that's and between. my doctor. <laughs> You've had a doctor in there this long? Yeah. Yeah. They're on uh, retainer. Yeah. The psychiatrist to be Probably. Specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a psychiatry injury tent? Yeah. Yeah. Just like They're for just, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They're just help, helping you get hey. the feelings out. I remember Tannehill went over there when he sprained his ankle for the umpteenth time this year. And it was a few games ago for the Titans. And I didn't know there was a window in those tents of screen. So, like, he's in the tent getting analyzed or whatever. And then you see his head go, he's popping up. Looking at the Looking out to see, like, what's going on in the game. Yeah. And they showed a scene of it. I thought that was such a bizarre. Wow. He was like, they told him, you got to stay in this tent for a few more minutes while we do some tests on you. And he's just like, he just pokes his head (laughs) up. It's so funny. That's great. That's the chance. That's the heart of a champion. That's what that is, John. Hey, I wish you felt that way. Um, yeah, I don't have a champion's heart. It's a. Mm-mm. I'm not sure what's going on in there, but it's uh, <laughs> it's not good. I used to remind me of that commercial, like that inside your dog is the soul of a wolf. Have you seen those? Oh, right. for like dog food. Yeah, they show like a little dog. Yeah, inside it's like you haven't seen my dog. Yeah, inside my dog is like the soul of a cat. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not he doesn't have a wolf inside. They used to Norm Macdonald used to have a bit about how there'd be cat food commercials that would say uh, all natural, and he was like, cat food is horse meat. Yeah, that's just how it is in nature. <laughs> Can't remember the last time my cat dragged down a stallion. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, but yeah. Yeah, inside is a well. That's true. It's interesting the way it works. You know, like these dogs that are modern day pets, their their distant ancestors are wild, feral wolves. Interesting. And now you have like this little pug, you know, that just has breathing problems. Yeah, lays I mean, on a couch all the time. I mean, you don't. But a nine other pound Bichon poodle. It's hard. It's a Bichon to, Pujon. What do they call those? They call them Pujons. Yeah, Pujons. Uh, or Beepoos? There's a, the, they usually have the poos at the end. Yeah. yeah, he's. Although I do, I do put him in charge of security. He's, he's, he's very. Does he bark at every single? Well, a leaf falling I, from a tree I have outside. A collar on him. Oh, okay. That just beeps. Oh, it doesn't Usually, shock. It, he never just startles gets, him. He never gets to the shock. It's like he has right. to bark like five times in a row. It just it it vibrates and goes beep beep, and he goes <laughs> like he's upset. 
He's yeah. very like I did. I did a bad thing, and he runs to you if it ever just beeps. So no, he never. I'm not sure it's ever shocked him. He runs into the little doggy tent. No, he runs to you. Oh, interesting. Oh, the, and you, the, I put up a doggy tent, and you did it. You did it to him, and he runs to you. Do you ever feel bad? He loves it. Huh? He comes to you and wants you to put it on. This like, is like extra trauma, layered layers of trauma. He likes like my, like Ace is Ace is very. Um, he sees the collars. And right now, by the way, he's wearing a pee belt as well, trying to make sure it's it's like a, a thing just around his waist. What does that do? It kind of keeps a sensation that, hey, when you're this is on, he's always inside. And we take it off, let him outside. That's when you go. I've uh, never heard of such a thing. Yeah, it's very it's very effective. And then if he if he had an accident and he can't have he can't have an accident like it would just stay in the belt. But Maybe that would help you make it through the night. It's possible. Hey, I'm open to anything. It's that melatonin. Um, <laughs> but a pee belt. He loves his accessories. Yeah, like he comes up to you with his tail wagging. Like right, he thinks we're wants showering. To put, him wants to put on his outfit with gifts. Yeah, like these are things. Like in my mind, he's telling like none of the other dogs in the neighborhood have one of these pee. Belts. He notices that he looks like a superhero. Yeah, he's like, I, this is different than all. I'm special. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's one word for it, Ace. But mm. uh, also, Ace can't talk. No, but. But I know, I know what's going on inside of there. Of course, <laughs> you're not projecting at all. He is, he is a uh, yeah. He is wild about security, though. If someone walks down the street in front of the house, right? He'll like, and then the beep, 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 but he'll stop. Cries. <sighs> but that's not what you want. If it's an actual burglar, you want him to actually be able to intervene. Yeah, but all he would do is lick him. Like he's yeah. But he would. I don't know. He'd bark maybe. And you they, think they wouldn't know that he was coming to greet them? You know. Yeah. They would think this was a vicious 9.1 pound white Bichon poodle with the soul of a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Licking them as they steal your couch. That's fine. If I was going to steal out of a house, yeah. I don't think I'd carry the couch out. I wish someone would steal our couch because we're trying to get rid of an old couch right now. Why don't you give the listeners your address and just see what I don't happens. know what to do with it. How do you get rid of an old couch? Can't you throw it in the dumpster at the convenience center? I don't know. Do you ever go to the convenience? Well, here's center? here's step one. I don't have a truck, so oh, I, need, I know where this is going. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Can you take? Can you burn one of your days off helping me get rid of some couches? I have a couch and a love seat. How about they're heavies? All get out, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're leather. Jeez, and that's the thing. They're kind of torn a little bit. I have dogs that get on the couches, so they're not really like fit to be like. I'll give these to somebody that could use a couch. Like they could be stitched up a little bit, probably, but. I don't do a lot of leather stitching. I, I always feel shocked. weird. Yeah, I don't do a lot of leather work. I feel weird trying to give somebody my old thing. Hey, we got a lot of new stuff. You want our old yeah. crap? Like, I don't want to do that. It's like, what kind of person? But I also feel weird throwing away something that's only like five years, six years old. Yeah. I don't mind taking stuff from people if it's do you wanna, condition. Do you want to come get my couch? Um, No. Didn't you just say? I have nowhere to put that. John, you have such a huge house. <laughs> Find find the room in the West Wing, guys. My house is not huge. You don't have room against one wall for this love seat. No, Laura. I hope you're listening right now. Send a strongly worded text right now to Johnny. You throw an Afghan over the torn leather part, and there you go. Why don't you just keep it? You're the one. Listen, you're the big fancy comedian. I know. Out traveling. Well, all we time. bought a couch, and so now we have to put it. There's nowhere to put it because okay. the other furniture. And if you want to no talk way. about somebody buying fancy things, yeah. Why don't you tell us about this couch? It's pretty nice. <laughs> we well, we realized we weren't hanging out in our living room at all. Yeah, we were watching TV in the spare bedroom in you bed. You don't watch it in your own bedroom. We don't have a TV in our bedroom. 
We read like a whole thing about that, about how you don't want a TV in your bedroom because it makes you like associate the bedroom with like just vegging out and whatever you want to sleep in the bedroom yeah, or other things. And then, so we go to the spare room, but now the spare room has become the TV room and, but we eat in there and stuff. We're eating in bed. Like you have a bonus room too. Yeah. But we never go up there. Because there's not a bathroom up there, so then you're just making tra- oh. you're just making laps back and it's just not. Who's got time? <sighs> Poor Johnny's got so many rooms he can't use them all. I know. And you want to talk about me? Yeah. But tell him about the no, couch. No, I do. So the couch, uh, it, the idea of the utility of the couch is that like let's get the couch that we really want so that we'll hang out in the living room more. And so it's got the whole like motorized recliner, oh, like you'd see at the the nice movie theaters. That, Has it been delivered? It's being delivered next week. Okay, good. Someone else is delivering it. Yes. Okay, good. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, because it's going to weigh like a, that's gonna as be much really as my hatchback. I've carried yeah. those before. Yeah, heavy. it's not great. And we had to get the extra warranty because they go, oh, this does everything. And you go, some of uh, this is going to uh, break. So yeah. we had to add the extra, whatever, $200 warranty on it. But it's very nice. And so it's got the two rec- – so it's a sofa, but the two edge uh, seats recline, and the center seat doesn't recline. But the center seat can either be like a seat or this back can flip down and be a whole console with cup wow. holders and a desk and a Wow. And it's got like this part flips up and it's got reading lights. Whoa. I was like, this is Jeez. my favorite couch. Yeah. So we, we thought, let's go all out. So we did, but now we have nowhere to put it because we have other furniture that's in the way. So we need you, the listener, <laughs> to take our old crap. That probably smells like our dogs. So You know, I bet just send a I bet that I know one Maybe time somebody I, would want it because it's like they're a fan of the show. They're like, Johnny ooh, sat on this couch. Johnny's couch. They, I'll never wash it. Guys, you should wash no, it. No, I didn't wash it. That's the <laughs> problem. I never washed it. Um, You know, one time I had to move, have a piano moved. Someone was giving away a little upright. Did I help with this? No. Oh, it doesn't sound like I would. So I called a moving company. Yeah. And they, because it you know, had to be moved from another part of Nashville to the mm. house. And it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Because we did – I've tried to move that thing. It's 1,000 pounds. Oh, they're awful. Yeah. No way. And plus, it's very fragile. One false move, the well, and legs break off. And, you know, and, you're going to have to have retuned regardless. Mm-hmm. And Sadie never plays it. Oh. So it's just sitting up there. Well, it's just a decoration, right? I don't know. It just makes you, makes you feel just, like you have culture in like your you home. I feel like you should have a piano in your house. I play piano. You know what I'm saying? I do that. Yeah. But I never play that one. Why not? Occasionally I go up there if I'm leading worship. I'll just, oh, I'll, it's upstairs. On a Saturday night, I'll go up there to check a key or sit down and play. But one of my goals, actually, you know, we're talking about New Year's a lot. Yeah. One of my last year goals, mm-hmm. like there was a few jazz songs that I wanted to learn or jazzy, like start to finish. Like I, there was a few licks and stuff yeah. that I wanted to, to train. Like I, w- I want to play this song. Right. Start to finish. And Johnny, I didn't. No. So, but I mean, you still, do you still sit down? Like most of our life, like if we're hanging out at your house or something and you're on the couch, you have a guitar in your hand. Do you still do that? I, what I usually have in my hand is my gitalele. Yeah. Which is my six string ukulele. So it's something though. And it's little enough that I can have it and it doesn't, it's not so loud and I can noodle with it. And it, I don't want to say it doesn't bother Curry because there's a hundred percent chance that it does bother her. But this is why my wife is a saint. Like, I will noodle on this skid lately while we watch, like, some serious crime drama or whatever. And she just doesn't. She's she ne- used to it. She, I don't think she's ever once told me, will you stop playing? I bet she likes it. Mm. You're a good player, one. 
Yeah, but it's just it's so repetitive and it's it's just a it's nervous. It's nervous energy. Do you ever learn new things noodling? Yeah. But it's, it's gradual and it's incremental. It's not like I'm setting out to right. learn, you know, Blackbird by the Beatles and I go, "Oh, I'll teach myself a part of it a day." It's just like in the experimentation of noodling, I go, "Oh, that's a yeah, whatever." I need to be better at it cuz I think you do you reach the point of on guitar where if you don't keep growing, you you level off. I reached that point about 15 years ago. Yeah. And yeah, you did. <laughs> I haven't played. They haven't scheduled me to play worship in a while. Huh. I did play keys the other day, just keys. I didn't have to sing or anything. And yeah. that was a lot of fun. It was in one of the Christmas services. Yes, I was at that one. And it had a bunch of lead lines that the piano had to carry, you know? Uh-huh. And like one of them was like a do 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 Like it was like a like the carol, the bells almost as embedded right. in the, you know. And but was, weren't, wasn't the loop in there too? There was a loop, but not playing the piano. It uh-huh. wasn't a piano sound. Are you sure you weren't? I'm positive. actually being. Oh, I actually played those things. Killed yeah. the mix. Okay. Well, they mixed it where the keys yeah. were still playing. Yeah. Even if the other parts. So. Because uh, you can do that now in a church worship oh, service. Yeah. You can just mix somebody out and be like, "You're killing it out there." Oh man, look at listen to you playing that a solo, playing like, a track. I don't know how to play a solo. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the tracks were there, but that was fun. But it was a lot of concentration, mm-hmm. and I realized. Uh, yeah, I need to sit down because I need some new songs for the show, and I'm trying to, like, I've got a bunch, I've got a folder in my computer with, like, a bunch of 10, 20% finished ideas. I'll have a great idea for a song, and I'll have, like, one or two lines, or the hook of a song, and then I'll put it in a folder, and I need to just pull that folder out and just, like, grind on one for a day until it's done. But It's been a long time since you and I have written a song together. I know. We need to do it. We should do it a lot. We need I, to do it. Um, as long as I've written a a long time since I've written a song at all. I was yeah. telling someone the other day, my early bios had songwriter in it. Mm-hmm. And I regret that. Oh, okay. Number one, I didn't You feel write, like it came off as... I didn't write good songs. No, I don't think that's true. Well, I think you had a lot of good songs. I didn't write a lot of good songs, to put it that way. Um, but yeah. then later on, when books and stuff were happening, like that bio, I don't know where people find it. Did you write books and stuff on your bio when you guys? I write books and stuff, but like I'll be in some interview and they're like, "What next? We're going to have John." John. Oh, and they'll a, say, and they'll say songwriter. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Where did you find like that's yeah. not what the publisher gave yeah. you?" Yeah, it is interesting when that happens. It happens to me too. They'll have some ancient bio that you wrote ten years ago. Yeah, like uh, I have a my first special that I did was called Angry Sandwich, and it's out of print. Yeah, like it, it's not even available. And I, I'm doing a show this weekend in Junction City, Kansas. And I went to their website to see the tickets and how they were selling. And it has his first, his latest DVD, Angry Sandwich. Wow. I'm like, where did you find that? Yeah, like it's not on your, it's not on your website. No. I, I went to look to see where they had found it, and I could not figure it out. You Googled Angry Sandwich in the My, images, I bet. I, yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> AI was like, I can make that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what a hot chicken sandwich should be. I've seen people call it an angry bird or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Angry sandwich. But, um, yeah, it's weird. And, and headshots are that way too. When you have, yes. cause I, and I have, everybody does, but I, me, I've had, my weight has swung so wildly over the years that it's just like, there's no way to know what, if you don't send them, choose this photo. Yeah. Then they'll just go Google your name and be like, this looks good. And you're like, oh no. I'm yeah. all moon-faced in it. Yeah, there's some app or something I have that still has me with hair. Like the, the photo okay. is me with hair. And that's been a while. Yeah. It's like a, a, a youth pastor. Like a, I'm probably 30, mm-hmm. 29 or 30. Just fresh-faced. Ugh. And 
had hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadie the day goes, uh, would you ever grow your hair back? And I was like, do you want me to grow my hair back? But I mean, she understands that some of it ain't coming back, right? Well, I think she's talking about, we started talking about like that. Like the horseshoe pattern? You want you want the George Costanza? Wouldn't that, would it be like? Would it be George well, Costanza no, if you grew it back? You could do like the now? laser treatments and stuff. Oh, you mean grow it back. But what gets me like about Like you're growing things, corn up here, like you just put the no, implants no, 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 and like, stuff. Not like plugs or anything. But like those commercials on uh-huh. sports radio, it's like one of the DJs is like, Oh yeah, when he says you got to go for all you do is these one hundred simple treatments. Yeah, it's like it's like all I got to do is is every day for forty five minutes of my lunch break head over to the to the laser studio. It's not I'm every like, day, is I it? I think it's like two or three days. I'm oh like, my gosh. okay, guys, there's no way. Is he wanna, eating while they do it? He I has don't know. to. This is my lunch break. I gotta. He's eating a salad. I don't want hair that bad. They I drop, never thought I'd say that, but I don't want hair that. Bad. Dropping hair plugs in his salad. Ugh. That's not an alfalfa sprout, he says. <laughs> he exclaims. Well, I do wish, you know, when I speak, I, I, it, I will say this. There's a shininess. There's a sheen? I see, I see it in the videos and stuff. You're probably looking at it right now. No, I don't see a sheen. You, you look Maybe like the you've, got a, you've got a matte finish today. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's I'll you see. You know what? I forgot. Speaking of matte finish, my new, uh, I have a new product for my merch table nice. this fall. and the, Well, not this fall. This uh, winter. And the beginning this, of the year. This right now. I've already ruined the pitch. But I, uh, a buddy of mine was like, you should do journals. Because like people want to journal. Yeah. It's like a big New Year's resolution thing. of like, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to journal. Yeah. And uh, so he goes, you should make up a journal. And so we tried to come up with like a catchy saying that would be kind of fun. Yeah. And so what we came up with is, this is my journal. I'll show it to the uh, camera for the people watching at home. It says, if you can't say something nice... Just write it down in here. <laughs> so that's my new uh, journal. So these will be available on my website very soon as well. Nice. And it's a nice uh, vinyl-y matte finish. It's like a moleskin vibe to it. Yeah. It's not a moleskin. It's a full skin. It's a full skin. It's a fake moleskin. But uh, they are of good quality. And uh, so, yeah. Nice. Those will be available soon. I just wanted something new for the table, you know. Yeah. I've had the same kind of stuff. And I don't want to be that guy that has trinkets and everything. Got you know, right? Like here's flea your Johnny mar- W keychain, your flea market stuff. Don, but, but you got to do bumper stickers. Look, you got to supplement your. If I'm on a supplement, John, that's what it is. That's it's supplementing my <laughs> income with trinkets and wares. The Sell Johnny my wares. W, Johnny W coasters. Yeah, come on, man. Would that not be a? Would you buy a? Mm. No. Do you use I just coasters? Buy your DVD and use it as a coaster. That's that's hurtful. Do you use coasters at the house? Is Laura a big coaster person? No, not Does big. She I mean, do, you know a lot of wood furniture, though. Do you? Um, yeah. That you're trying to be, trying to be know, protective we just, of. Well, like our our bedside table stuff. We are the people that watch TV in the bedroom and veg there. Yeah, and it probably is why we have such sleep issues. Now that you're saying all that, but yeah. it's too late. I don't know. With that in the blue light, like keeping your phone, like people don't send me a look at their phone for the first 30 minutes of the day. And it's because that blue light immediately like gives you that we're awake, everybody. And yeah. you can't get out of it. And it's, it's yeah. messing with your dopamine and your flopamine and your <laughs> melatopamine. I'm not a you're scientist not a doctor per se. Anyway. So you don't have wood furniture to stain. Yeah, we do. Rings. I mean, I'll, I'll I don't know. You don't have an old wood coffee table that you're like, whatever you do, that was Papa's. I will use if I have a if I have a, a sweating drink. Yeah, I'll put it on something. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. You know, the only time we watch TV in the living room is sports. Right. Yeah, that's like the sports TV. I've I watched over there. 
weekend. Yeah. I came over and watched the Vols, uh, March Madness. That's the last time I was in your home. No, it's not. I think so. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Oh. That's, that's, that's No, no, I was there since then because I came over for a pool party later that year, I think. Oh. Maybe. Oh, I guess I never invite you, though. When's the last time you invited me to your house for a pool party? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird, right? <laughs> Johnny doesn't have them. He says to come on. Uh, he said bring the trunks. You, you said something earlier, and this is going way back. I'm sorry. Okay. But I just need to, I need to vent. Yeah. You were talking about, you, you mentioned a gas station. And I don't know why I thought of this the other day, but it really bugs me. The Shell stations, everyone has like Exxon has their twice daily. Right. Everyone has their thing. The Shell stations, you know what it is? Mm-mm. What they call like their little store? No. Sudden service. Sudden service. It sounds like uh, you're going to be startled by it. Yeah, it's very... Like there's a guy sneaking up behind you to give you service. Yeah. It's like that. I'm all for alliteration. Yeah. But someone... Like, this is a major company. Yeah. Sudden service. Like It's no. aggressive. It's too aggressive. Yeah. And I noticed, though, that there's a logo with it the other day mm-hmm. that's like the little exclamation point lit up. So I wonder if they're trying to play off of your, like, engine warning. That may have been what they were doing. I don't know. Even then... Like... Check, uh, I don't know. Sudden, guys, I it's think it's too, time. It's too sudden. You could change it. Like, and I, I don't think, think so. I think those signs have been made and people have decided. <sighs> They've made marketing decisions. Like, some, I just, I'm not going to go in there. Exxon used to have like the Tiger Mart or the, See, or I they had the Tiger, Tiger Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why Exxon has. Because it's the Tiger was in your tank. It's like, thanks to high octane fuel. But generally, that gas was the stations idea don't about. have mascots. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a. We're the Exxon Tigers. We're the Shell Conches. <laughs> or Conk. It's a Conk, right? It's a conch. It's, but people, most people say Conch. D- have you ever had Conk Shell? What do you mean? Had it. You eat it? Conk fritters and stuff, yes. We had that at the But they're the not Caymans. made of Conch Shells. There's stuff inside. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, Conk Shell fritters. What's in the Conk Shell? It's like a... It's like a... Um, like a mollusk? It's like a seafood, yeah. I didn't know this. We had Conk soup. It was a big thing when we were on the missions trip to the Caymans. Huh. Cayman Island missions trip. Boy, I tell you, it was a tough, <sighs> tough road. We actually had a great time. There wasn't a lot we were doing. Um, Setting up bank accounts. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Offshore ministries. Um, yeah, that was, we were with Roy, who was doing children's stuff. And then yeah. I took a team of, why didn't you go? It was a bunch of college kids. And I was, I doing was probably Nemo. on the road, yeah. And um, I did schools, which... The kids loved it because there was no way. I mean, I was pretty fresh out of youth ministry at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was still doing Ignition 7. Yeah. Which we don't talk about that a lot, but Ignition 7 was a big part, a big part of youth ministry. It was like seven videos. We made these seven full length, uh-huh. or like 15 minute videos with our friend. They're like discipleship. Yeah. They're like to walk early through, discipleship when you just yeah. become a follower. Walking through your yeah. first seven days of uh, after you've given, you know, you know, I don't want to say after you've given your heart to Jesus. After you've accepted Jesus' invitation. Right. Like I always like, I, I think we put the wrong emphasis on the wrong subject when we say, did you invite Jesus? Well, like good theology says Jesus has been inviting you since long before you were born. Anyway, Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were doing Ignition 7 stuff, which is all a bunch of parkour free-running footage that our friend Jeffrey and then our friend Dylan, who was doing the, the free-running, and then Reggie Dabbs was on there. You were on there doing comedy. And parkour. And parkour. Oh, those were my favorite parts. It was all ESPN, like, menued out. Um, 
You can actually still watch them. Um, oh, they're rare. Well done. Through, um, but you did that in the schools in the Caymans. Yeah, like I would do a message, like a free running. Were these English speaking? Yeah, students. Okay, shouldn't have to have a translator. No. Um, yeah, I think it, it was. It was great. It was a great trip. But um, yeah, that's where I had the conch shell soup. Did you do a? The, did you do like an object lesson while you held the shell? Like a lot of people do, they have guys, a totem. A lot of you. A lot are, of our lives. We. Sp- we spin inside hiding. We're just like the hermit crab. Okay, we're only going to grow as much as that. Sometimes you outgrow those friends that mm. you thought mm. you needed, but you're you're only going to grow as big as that thing that envelops you. You're going to have it's to leave. Restrictive. You got to leave the shell mm-hmm. if you want to grow. Yeah, and find another shell. Yeah, it was interesting. I was I was reading actually, uh, Rich Velotas' deeply formed life today, and he talked about how the monastic like certain monastic rhythms and practices uh-huh. are like that the, that the believer has to leave the world but you don't stay gone you just re-enter the world in through a different door hmm. it's a really interesting way to say it like you actually have to disengage yeah and dis- almost disavow the ways of the world on a consistent basis yeah but you f- can't leave for good you got to go to your job you got to right. go to your but when you come back into the world though to go to your job right. you've entered through a different door than you left so huh. now you're not coming in through the you know you're you're looking at life differently now because you've had a moment to realign with i thought it was a really really cool way to say it yeah get out of your shell find a new shell of a different shape and then re-enter the ocean i mean i don't know it the metaphor is it's you know it's got to be What's that thing that happens every year where all the crabs have to cross and they they just get so many of them just get run over by You know what I'm saying? You always see those scenes crabs where crabs like, are turtles. No, it's crabs. I don't They go back and they're just like crab meat is all over the road from wow. just getting just But some of them make it. Wow. They're headed back to the ocean. The hero turtles crab. do it too, but they make there's like turtles are way more protected than crabs. Yeah. So they do a whole thing where like we've got to stop. They stop traffic and yeah, but not for crabs. Well, that seems well. Crabs are like little cockroaches of the. It's just bugs, but they're delicious cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if cockroaches were delicious? What like, if they we, are? We do have, we not? How do we? We don't know. Well, people eat bugs and other. That's true. We don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the somebody. There's a ministry story of like. The guy eating all the things he didn't know, chocolate covered, and it was bugs, and he didn't know. Yeah. He's like, what's that crunchy part that I'm eating? And like, whoever was with him on the country said, that's the thorax, or whatever. They were just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's a roach. That's, you, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I could eat a lot of stuff if I didn't know what, if you didn't tell me. I'd just be like, ooh. Yeah, I bugs, need to know, though. I have a lot of, I have control issues. Bugs have a, bugs have a distinctive taste. I've, I've, You've eaten bugs? I well, you, you, you're in lawn care. Well, yes. I had a scooter, so I mean, I was hauling. So one of my just going <laughs> up to forty miles an hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, one of my dad's like tricks for the kids when we were little was he would eat a grasshopper. Oh, I thought you were going to say he would make us eat bugs. Yeah. <laughs> like this is an abuse story. He'd like pull the the head off. Sorry, it's gross, but dad was because it was like a ranger thing. Because you know, um, in the Bible, like grasshoppers, I think were. Edible. Don't make it about the Bible. No, I'm just saying he'd be like that. That was like usually his. You'd read some scripture. He'd be right like, oh, about. Well, I can read. I can eat this, and it was like he was John the Baptist. It right? was his way to get all the kids like, ooh, gross, you know. But I love my dad so much. You ate the bug too. I would go outside oh, when no. I was real little and maybe right. have one too many. I was like, these are one too many. It's like wow. 
You know, you have two or three bucks. But after that, you're just eating to eat. I don't need to tell you. I got a problem. You know, Johnny, and that historical story reminds me (laughs) of a little segment uh, that Uh, we do here on Talk About That that uh, we like to call Talk About Then. We've got to work on your segues. Oh, my gosh. That was brutal. The first rap song to hit number one, John, Uh January 12th, 1981. Do you know what it was? Mm, Is it going to be? You're going to be surprised. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I know. The song or the group? Do you know the song and the group already? Yeah. I mean, I would have known if you just asked me. Okay, I don't know. It was Rapture by Blondie. Do you remember this? Mm. She was kind of rapping through it, but she's kind of sing rapping. Wow. So it was a white lady that kind of brought rap to the mainstream for Americans. And then, of course, you had, you know, Rapper's Delight and a lot of, you know, more things that we remember yeah. as being hip hop culture uh, at Is large. It like Turkish from Delight? black culture, but, huh? It's not like Turkish Delight uh, okay. in any way. All right. Anyway, so that was the one. Uh, January 12th, 1980. This is the best. I never knew this story. After losing 16 matches to Jimmy Connors, Vetus Gerulitis finally won a match. Commenting on the win, he said, and let that be a lesson to you all, nobody beats Vetus Gerulitis 17 times in a row. (laughs) That's the best. I don't think there's ever been a better sports comment than that. That's awesome. Like, to lose 16 times in a row and then finally get a win and go, let that, oh yeah, 100%. That's just great. Yeah. I can't believe we don't know more about this guy. Yeah. Just from that quote. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I want, I'm a now a Vetus Gariolitis fan. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was the only time he won, but that's great. Uh, hold I on. I had a bad case of Vetus Gariolitis back in high school. Yeah, you've got to. I got that antibiotic. It really helped. You've got to take Prilosec every day. It's, yeah. The first person was cryogenically frozen this week in 1967, John. James Bedford. His body was frozen after he died of cancer. He currently resides at the Alcor Life Extension Foundation, awaiting a time that he might be revived. Wow. Would you ever uh, consider a little cryo? Um, Maybe they find the... Have they ever tried to revive someone? I don't know. I think but it needs I think more the, data. You I know think the saying? theory behind it is like, until we find the cure right. for what killed you. And you're like, well, he was hit by a bus, so that's not that's gonna, not yeah, curable. There's no cure for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, maybe that's going to be become. Here's the thing about cryo freezing: it seems like it's gone, it's fallen out of favor. You don't hear about it anymore as much. So, except for like a sci-fi plot in a movie, or they're making fun of it a little bit, like Austin Powers. They unfroze him and Doctor Evil, and it's it's the plot point of like, what if? Yeah, these people from the past are now they they kick up their feud again. But, like, serious people don't get cryo-frozen anymore, really. Like, the last person I think of is Walt Disney, right? Walt Disney was supposedly frozen. Supposedly. Ted Williams, the baseball player. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. His head. I think, it's just, I think it's just his head. Why would you do Maybe that? Maybe the theory is I can just attach his head to... I don't think Ted was thinking through. Well, I don't think he's... I don't think I he don't... had... Maybe... Do you think he set it up in advance? That had to be kind of Surely. a... Yeah. You couldn't... Or something like, you know what? Cut his head off and freeze it. Yeah, I can't. It's a weird thing. That'd be weird. So you don't think you would do it? No. What? But you. Here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen. I don't want to come back. Here's what's going to happen more than not. And what I've heard more is, 
you're going to be able to download your consciousness to the cloud so that you can live on forever. So your body would die, yeah. but John Driver could go on. And maybe they could even like plug AI into you, and you could keep writing books. Would you do that? Um, just existing inside a computer writing books? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you could even like have conversations. Maybe we could even do the podcast. Okay. You sold me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell AI to call me. We'll what, set it up. What if our downloads don't even go up from that? We're just like, what are we even doing are, here? <laughs> we just continue. This forever. is a lot. Guys, it's, not even pay, it's not even paying the episodes. bills for the electricity to keep him going. It's like you and your mom are the only people listening. Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. I love you, mom. You'll love this. This week, 1966, a certain TV show debuted on ABC known as Batman. Oh. You remember the old Batman, Burt Ward and I didn't Adam it was West? As late as sixty six, sixty six felt earlier. It was kind of like it's kind of people look back on it now because we have these gritty reboots, right? Everything's so edgy and dark; you can barely see the characters, right? It's pitch black. This was a very and they're villains as much as they are heroes, right? This is kind of very campy, yeah, cartoonic comic book sensibility. But I watched it as a kid. I mean, it was old already, obviously, when I was watching it. And Adam West was not very muscular, Batman. He's kind of got a little bat paunch. He gave hope to people like me. Yes. That I could be a hero and just look like a normal guy. That utility belt was doing a lot of work. (laughs) Let me just say that. It was cinched up there. But yeah, um, yeah, Batman, man. That was, and then they did a movie. They did a Batman movie. Uh, I don't know how well it did, but I just remember. With Adam West. Yes, with it was based on the. I don't know how long it even ran. It probably says, Burgess Meredith was the Penguin. Come on, wow, iconic. Uh, if you've never seen those, they're worth watching just because for the campiness and the, the quality of those. Okay, uh, hold on, I'm going to find something good here. Dynasty, the TV show Dynasty debuted. Did you ever you were a Dynasty person? No. What about your parents? No, mm, it was no too too edgy for the. They might. I don't think they did a lot of Dynasty. We were, what year? We were more of a Knott's Landing family. <laughs> My parents liked Star Trek and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dad liked Star Trek. Did he call it Star Trek? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my papa would have called it Star Trek. I'm not sure what Dad called it. I, I like when people say Star Tracked, as though like Captain Kirk was handing out like Christian literature <laughs> to people. You know? He's handing out. Okay. Uh, hold on. I got you here. First professional basketball player to score 15,000 points. Uh, 1960 this week, Dolph Shays of the Syracuse Nationals, which is not not a a team that exists anymore. Yeah. Uh, First woman elected to the U.S. Senate. Uh, Hattie Carraway of Arkansas is elected. She had been serving by appointment as a replacement for her deceased husband. And then they went ahead and elected her. Nice. So we've talked about that before. Like, if you were to pass away... Could Laura carry on? Remember we talked about the president yeah, who was uh, critically injured in office or he had a Wilson. stroke. Yeah. yeah. Woodrow Wilson has a stroke. It's debilitating, but he, they keep him out of the public eye. And the rumors are that his wife was just doing it all. Kind of like what people thought Cheney was doing for Bush. Oh, that Bush was having all these public gaffes, but they're like, Cheney's running the He's, show. Yeah. Uh, and I think the people thought that about Woodrow Wilson with his wife. So now we know this happens too. Do you think... Laura, you think Laura could take it and run with it, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think Laura would already do a better job yeah. at whatever it is that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't had her on the podcast in a long time. There's some of our highest downloaded episodes. Yeah. 
So what are you trying to say? Well, I finally get a quality. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It hurts. The first steamboat, John, uh, to travel. It's called the Steamboat Miss- John. The to travel down the Mississippi. Steamboat John uh, to travel down the Mississippi was uh, 1812, which that seems late. Seems like there was a war. There was a war of 1812. That same that lasted longer than 1812. Wonder if the Mississippi played a role in that. You in, would know. Yes. In the in the, the war. Battle of New Orleans. This is New Orleans. It says the New yeah. Orleans arrived in New Orleans. There you go. Which is kind of apt, I suppose. Andrew Jackson. It's what you want. Not only was it apt, but it was aft. <sighs> okay. This thing. It had departed from Pittsburgh in September, it says. So this is... Wow. The first public museum in America uh, debuted this week, 1773. <gasps> I didn't know. Museums are pretty... That's an old museum. Yeah. You could have a museum with that museum in it. before... It's a museum about the museum. Yeah. Um, let me see if you share. Let me see if anybody born this week shares any fun birthdays. Uh, no, no. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Your life doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Howard Stern, born this uh, born this week, 1954. Uh, uh, you're not a Howard Stern guy? No, I'm not. Okay, that's fine. Even on America's Got Talent? He's kind of more charming and folksy. No, still, no. I don't get it. You don't get his appeal at all. Nope. Okay. I just think he's. Um, I think he. I think he's smart and funny, but I think the crassness for the. It's shock value comedy equivalent to me. Yeah. It's people that can't be funny without dropping f bombs. Yeah. That's what it just shocks the, the crowd and the laughing, even though they, you know. Yeah. So that's that. His appeal for me is just like. Yeah. Like the decor- his, the his- degradation of women and stuff that he's done. I just I'm like, dude. His people will be in touch. You tell him to call. He's trying to make amends. Is he? In this, I think so. I think he's oh, trying okay. to turn over a new. Well, that'd be great. A new Stern. No, I'm not trying to judge him and say he's not a. I'm not. I'm not it's speaking. To I'm his, not being a Stern apologist. I don't know why you love him so much. That's the real. I think question. you're being a little Stern. Okay, and finally, James Bond's golden girl, Shirley Eaton, uh, was born January twelfth, nineteen thirty-seven. English actress Eaton played Bond girl Jill Masterson, who dies. Of skin suffocation when her entire body is painted gold in the movie Goldfinger. Mm. Those old Bond movies, people love them. Yeah. But they are so corny. Well, they just don't have the special effects. No, they're just so cheesy, like the dialogue and the, I can't stand them. The old Connery ones, like, I like the new ones that are dark and how. Did you like the Pierce Brosnan ones? And they were okay. Like they, the were, one, they were a step in the right direction for me. The one when he was in the ice cave up north driving the BMW... In the ice cave. On the in the ice cave, and then it flipped over. Yeah, and then he he launched a missile, and it flipped him back on his wheels. And I yes. was like, "Right, that's no that, that happened." There has to be like some suspension of belief. I get it. The suspension in that car. This that one's based <laughs> on a true story, oddly enough. But no, the urban legend about Goldfinger and this scene is that she died filming the scene. So that's how urban legends worked, and especially in the sixties, seventies, eighties, when we didn't have snow. But we she didn't, didn't have no. Okay. The idea was, though, that it's like, they were doing this, and she got the actress actually... Did she actually die around the same time? No. Okay. So she lived on. Yeah. And there was rumors of her death. They just... I don't know what they... Maybe they're trying to sell the movie, and, and they Today, like, she would just tweet, hey, guys, I'm not dead. Hey, I'm fine. Right. Uh, yeah. And they were like, somebody's hacked her account. Duh. This is even more insidious than we thought. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Once somebody wants to believe something crazy, it's hard to stop them these days. Ugh, you I've just, tried. Even with facts, you just go... 
well, I've got my own facts that say this, and you just keep moving. Yeah. You just keep the train going on the track. Speaking of trains going on the tracks, John, sorry, that was this week in history. Talk about then. Mm. But now we're on to the, the closing mm. remarks. And we were talking about travel. We had the FAA thing that happened yes. this week, uh, this week in history, uh, which was also this week. And I read a story about it because everybody's worried. Is it cyber crime? I think it's even dumber than that. What I read was it's just a guy that dropped a file in. He's changing out one file for another, and he made a huge like clerical error, and it started just this domino effect that caused all this FAA system to go down. I hope it's something as dumb as that that we can just fix and fire that guy. Yeah. And I feel bad for that guy, but come on. I do feel like that that's a lot of power yeah. at one person's computer. Yeah, he can just right-click, and all right. the planes don't know if they're running into each other anymore. But I suppose everything has some master computer up a line somewhere. And everything that we do, we think it's so smooth. We go, oh, I'll get on a train, and I'll go across country. It'll be fun. It'll be romantic. Amtrak, let's go. Well, Amtrak had a train this week. Uh that was stuck on the tracks in rural South Carolina for 24 hours. It was stuck so long that people were calling from the train, calling the police saying we're being held hostage. And then, so there's, there's a Twitter video of somebody making an announcement, please stop calling the police. You're not being held hostage. (laughs) And they're having to explain the situation. That's exactly what I, such a funny monotone announcement. This is not a hostage situation. (laughs) That's exactly what someone who took, who takes hostages would say. Right. It's very calm. But what happened was a, C, a C, CSX train, like an actual cargo yeah. train, had derailed up the tracks. That'll do it. And so Amtrak wasn't even to blame, but Amtrak will take the hit yeah. on this because it's like, oh, this is, this is why train travel, this is why high-speed rail will never whatever. And it's like, no, something yeah. else caused this this domino to fall. Yeah. But 24 – can you imagine – now, you would love it. That's why immediately when I saw it, I thought, this is John's dream. But I will say this: they had to stop letting people go to the bathroom or Ooh, something. Like it was something like that's not so much they stopped luxury. serving food. They ran out of food. Yes, I say as long as all the air's still working. There were pets on there. Evidently, they couldn't oh. like let the pets relieve them. It was like a whole thing of like, yeah, there are pets on there going. Things to the bathroom. start breaking not down. Great. Society begins to break down faster than you think when the bathroom. But meanwhile, you're down. just writing eight chapters oh of your new book. So uh, my new book proposal, which I'm not going to talk about. In terms mm-hmm. of what it's about, but it is historical biography, mm-hmm. and I just did a word count before we went on. Johnny, it's as large as some books that I've written. Yeah. Just the proposal, right? So I guess I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I wrote a lot in this last year. On Your this. proposal to Laura was as big as some books. <laughs> I read that thing. I was like, oh, look, if she can gosh. even get through this, <laughs> much less give you the right answer. <sighs> But oh, no, that's but. great. So yeah, you got a new book in the works. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, it's, it's in pitch mode. Okay. So I had a big pitch this morning. It was pretty exciting. So, yeah. Um, and now we'll continue to. Was it like a Zoom pitch? Yeah. Were you? They or, were seeing your face. Were yeah. they seeing your expressions and stuff? Yeah. Did you sell it? Did you? Did you have the up light behind you? I did. Actually, I had re. I moved all the lights from this. They go. This guy. This guy knows what he's doing. Um, this guy bought some lights. <laughs> 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 yeah, all my friends who knew I was doing it, like they're like, "Hey, be confident." Yeah, this is be confident. I, I got that a lot. Right, nobody's going to believe in your book more than you. You've got to believe in your book. I think I don't think I sound very confident. Like you know, that one of those like whatever someone's telling you to do, it's obvious that's what you. Yeah, do they hear, see you're lacking you know? it. So, yeah. but they were very encouraging. I had a lot of lot of you included. A lot of friends who were very encouraging on on this particular pitch. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get the deal, but 
No, you're going to get confident. it. Confident. <laughs> I feel totally. <laughs> I feel to- I feel confident on your behalf. How's that? Well, I am confident in the story, but I just don't know if it's me to write it or if this particular, you know. You want to hand it off to maybe a real writer, a qualified like person. someone who, yeah. Mm. Can you really just be a history nerd and write a history book? That's the question. Mm. I mean, a history teacher. It's like the person who is a great player. Can they coach? Magic Johnson was one of the worst coaches in the Lakers' yeah. history, and he was he would get so frustrated that players didn't yeah. have his court awareness. Michael Jordan, same thing. He's an owner, and even as an owner, he's pretty terrible. Yeah, he's owned the Charlotte, not the Bobcats anymore. What are they? They're the Hornets again. So he's owned the Hornets and before that the Bobcats for years, like a decade. And they're historically bad. Yeah. And he's making all the moves. But he just, he's Michael Jordan, but, and that's yeah. you. You're the Michael Jordan of, no, you're. I'm the bad owner. You're the Kurt Rambus of, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice, like, role player that you could be. That Yeah. You're the, you're the glue. You're the glue, John. Am I? Maybe. I don't feel no, the glue. No, you got it. But. But it is interesting when somebody like can do something well, but they can't put it in layman's terms for somebody to get the concept of it. And I feel like you do some of that where you have to like, oh, I have this deep thing from history or deep thing about spirituality. And now I've got to explain it to people and make it worth buying. Well, this particular publisher, they even told me they were like, you know, the kind of books we do, and it's a name everybody would recognize. Uh, they were like, we do a lot of books like. They're, they have scholarly elements, but yeah. they're supposed to be readable for a wide audience. The kind of book you want to buy for your dad or whatever for Christmas, you know, kind of wide thing. audience, not white audience, right? A wide audience, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and, fat people. And I'm, I'm, and I was like, well, I mean, I want this has some of that appeal, yeah, but it's also like going to yeah. go deeply scholarly in places because my comps do that. Like the, the books I'm comparing to. That's what I'm. You know, I think you're too to. scholarly. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not that scholarly, so it ought to work out well. Like, oh, if this is – John's attempt to be scholarly should be very readable just, for everybody else. You right? it, just like somebody else dumbing it down. They're like, oh, okay, I get this. Yeah, so you met as, him And that's as smart as I could have sounded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. Well, I think it's exciting, and I can't wait to – I can't wait to uh, – you read the synopsis to me before we started, right? Was that what I you read, read to me? I read the 200-word premise. Oh, the premise. Yeah. No, the synopsis <laughs> is 30 pages. Oh. <laughs> that, that long. So what you read to me was not 30 pages? <laughs> Hold it on a minute. 200 words. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just went on and on. And speaking of going on and on, guys, it's about time for us to bring this podcast episode in for a just landing. Pers- yeah, just bring slowly. it in. And this is a full episode, but Johnny, I don't know if people know, but we're now also occasionally putting out mini-sodes. Uh, little bite-sized talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we can't come up with a better name. Yeah. I like mini-sode. Mini-sode works. Talk about that nuggets. Talk about just... TH. Like they're little, yeah, they're little 10 minute episodes where we kind of do a deep dive on certain subjects. You can check out our uh, Patreon account if you'd like to support the show, though. Oh, that'd be great. Please kick in a few shekels. It helps us uh, keep uh, the episodes coming and uh, it gives us a reason to get out of bed in the morning, frankly. Mm. Uh, the melatonin makes it hard to wake up. It does. And for all I know, this is a nightmare. <laughs> for all I know, I'm, I on took a, THC. I'm on a train car for the last 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, you should also check out Johnny at johnnyw.com. You can find everything there about him, his comedy specials, right. you download social media, his, oh my goodness, track bar, me, Instagram, his uh, scientific 
Experiments. I've bad photography, terrible yes. memes. Yeah. Hair. John's all over Amazon. 42,000 books he's written. It's unbelievable. Leave a review, and that helps people find his books. A good review. Way. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to leave a bad review, why take the time? Yeah. Don't yeah, do Do something else, man. Don't be hateful. Yeah. Don't be a troll. No. Um, but yeah, you should uh, you should check out all the stuff, man. A lot of a lot of episodes. It's a fun. We're we're so excited right now about our new partner at Life Audio, and you can check out other amazing podcasts on uh, and a variety of topics at lifeaudio.com. And uh, they've been pretty cool to yeah, work with. We've, they have been. We've enjoyed them and uh, got some more things in the works. You know, some uh, collaborations with some other podcasts and different things coming up. So different bonus episodes, different things in the future. It's exciting time to be on this podcast uh, and we'll see you next week as we do it again on Talk About That. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.